0: Welcome to the Leap to Lead podcast. I'm Emily Rogers and I am your host. I'm here to support you to take the leap and lead your life where you want to be. Are you ready to take that leap? Let's get in and hear today's episode. Hey there, this is Emily at Expat Parenting Abroad and this episode is 6 Tips for Families Moving Abroad. We choose to move abroad for different reasons. Some feel they have to do it to further their own or their spouse's career. Others make a deliberate choice to move because they can see the opportunities for themselves and for their families. No matter why you're moving abroad, the process sparks a whole range of emotions, from being happy and excited about the opportunities to feeling sad and empty about what you're leaving behind. Some days we feel like we have it all under control, then other days we just want to cry in the corner over the sheer overwhelm. Whether adults or children, the emotional roller coaster is very real. Let's be honest, the emotional roller coaster, it's going to happen no matter what you do or how you plan. The good news is there are steps you can take to reduce the range of the roller coaster emotions. So my first tip is to research Sometimes you have the luxury of visiting a place before you move, but not always. This doesn't mean you'll have a bad transition. It just means you have to be a little bit more creative about your research. Advances in technology are making this easier all the time. When we first moved to Asia, we literally had to go and get the Lonely Planet Guide for that location and research what it would be like to live there using a travel book. Not anymore. There's Facebook groups, networking organisations, websites and a multitude of resources available to you. This too poses its own problems though, such as information overload. The trick is to be clear about what you really need to know before you move. I've got some key questions you might like to consider. This is not exhaustive, but you might get an idea to think about some of the long-term family impacts. Some of the questions might be, What's the style of housing or accommodation that's available what's the security of the location what types of schooling options are there can you easily work as a spouse if you wanted to what's the medical support like what sort of pharmacy items might be available do you need insurance how easy it to get grocery items are there family favorites that you have to take with you as i said it's not an exhaustive list but you get the idea. Think about the long-term family impacts. My second tip is to communicate. The sooner you can talk to people about your upcoming move, the easier it becomes to process what you're going through. Obviously, with human nature, everyone has an opinion that they'll want to share with you. Know that you don't have to take it all on board. But there is something about Talking. And when you're talking about a move, it helps you get your head around what you're going to experience. It helps to clarify your expectations and you'll quickly learn what questions you still have. Be mindful about how you share the news with your children. You want to ensure that you do it when you've got ample time to sit with them, to give them time to digest the information. They'll have completely different questions to what you do. don't feel you have to answer them all immediately just say to them look this is new for all of us I don't have an answer but why don't we go and find out together tune in to how they share the news when they're facetiming with grandparents what do they actually say what are they focusing on how much do they share how do they answer the questions that they're asked it will give you a good indication of how they're processing the move my third tip involve your kids Involving your kids in the move, it's a great way to help them adjust to what's happening. You don't have to do it all for them. This is not your burden to carry. Involving them in the planning, the research, even the packing, it helps them to understand all the aspects of the move. Involving your kids in packing is actually key. One of the things that they worry about is that they won't see their stuff again. So showing them how it's packed and how how it's labelled, it sometimes helps to relieve their anxieties. We always play a game with the girls when we're in transition. We go around the table and it's usually over dinner. (laughs) We're foodies. And we say one thing I'm excited or happy about and the one thing that I'm sad or nervous about. And we keep going until we have nothing more to add. It's always surprising what they come up with. Try it with your kids. Involve them in the process. My fourth tip, prepare. Ensure you're prepared for the physical move. Think about your temporary accommodation at both ends of the flight. Make lists of what you need to have with you to ensure you don't forget anything. Things that you don't always think about top of mind. I always have a basic sharp knife and a chopping board, the kids' lunch boxes and their water bottles, a tea towel, some dish soap and of course a jar of Vegemite. I am Australian. But By having a few basic items, it doesn't matter how long it is that we're in temporary accommodation. I can still pack a school lunch. And that's really important for me, but also for the girls. It helps them feel adjusted. Think about the seasons. The season you're going from, the season you're going to. Is it going to be similar weather? Do you need extra layers? You can't cover everything. But try and be smart about how you pack for that interim phase. And always carry the essential medicines with you, especially during that interim phase. There's nothing worse than trying desperately to find medicine when you're unfamiliar with the environment. Preparing also includes preparing for the flight. It depends greatly on the age of your kids. But I always pack pyjamas for the girls for an overnight flight. It helps them to settle and actually get sleep. They always carry a soft toy as well to keep them comfortable. And then the, it, as their ages change, this changes, but activities and snacks. I never rely on what the plane might have because how many times have you got on a plane and there's been a mix up with catering or there's been a mix up and your TV screen's not working or you can't rely on on things on the plane. You've got to be prepared yourself. Tip number five is having good goodbyes. Plan how you want to say goodbye to the place you're leaving. Whether it's your permanent home or it's only been for a few years, there's things that each of you and your family will miss about that place. We often call it our bucket list, things we want to do before we depart. Obviously with COVID, it's not always possible. But if you can try and at least have one bucket list item for each family member, it'll help with that goodbye process. Do plan some sort of gathering to say goodbye. Again, COVID might change this at the moment. You might have to be a bit creative and do it on Zoom. But the people you're leaving behind, they want to see you and say goodbye. And you want the opportunity to say goodbye as well. Do try and make it a positive experience though. Don't let it drag on too long. I always have a time frame in my mind, especially if it's a farewell dinner or something like that. I'm going to go until this time and even if I'm you know half an hour over or whatever what you don't want to happen is for it to drag on and be drawn out you want to sort of just go and have that good goodbye and then move forward again which leads me to tip number six have a happy landing in your research when you're getting ready for the move find at least one family activity that you can do soon after you land in your new location Something that creates a new family memory or experience that your kids can share. It helps them uh, to connect and break the ice when they're uh, reconnecting with friends and family that they've just left. But also it helps them to connect in their new environment when they're meeting new people. They can talk about this family experience. It's a great icebreaker for both aspects. No matter how much you plan though, you will still experience the range of emotions. And in our family, we we call it a bittersweet experience. It helps the girls to articulate that we can feel happy and sad at the same time. And it's absolutely okay. What's really important through all of this is be there for yourself and for your family. Journal about how you're feeling as well. Talk it out with your spouse. Listen to your kids. Hug and hold each other that little bit longer and do it often physical contact will never never be overrated it it needs to happen i've been an expat for over 20 years both our girls were born in india and with hubby's role we move every two years and that's why i've become an expert in settling myself and my family quickly i have a cheat sheet available for you 5 steps to a successful transition and in this cheat sheet i share my top practical tips that you can use to support yourself and your family. Get your copy now at expatparentingabroad.com forward slash steps.